You are listening to the My First Period podcast and today we talk all about period activism, wonderful dads and khaki pants with Miyoshi Days. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to the My First Period podcast with me, Lucy Evers, and joining me today is founder of Hate the Dot and period activist, Miyoshi Days. How are you? Hi Lucy, how are you? I'm doing well. It's really nice to talk to you. So normally with the podcast, I start with guest first period and we'll get to that. But I, what I'd like to do is for you to just explain a little bit about what Hate the Dot is, what you do. Sure, yeah. So um, I've start, I started Hate the Dot five years ago um, through a painful period experience, which we can talk more about later. Um, but I, it has blossomed into something more beautiful. <laughs> um, but over the past five years, I've worked in the period poverty space and I've helped homeless and less fortunate women get access to period products um, and things like that. Um, but in 2021, Hate the Dot is going to become an online community where people and menstruators can get access to vital health information centered around their menstrual cycle. So about periods, but also about all the other cycles of your of your um, menstrual cycle. And our mission is to make your um, menstrual cycle and turn that into a self-care ritual. So we're all about self-care and really prioritizing yourself and listening to your body and giving yourself a little grace during that time. Yeah. Amazing. So what what was it that do you think that obviously a painful period prompted this uh, thing, but do you think it was something that you always have you always been passionate about? period poverty and trying to and get rid of that I haven't <laughs> I can't I can't say that I that there was a specific time where I, I felt like I was I was passionate about periods or period advocacy um, before I started to hate the die I can't say that I was I think I just kind of fell into this work um, I think you know it started because I had horrible periods and I wanted to find a solution and then that kind of just led me down a road of understanding, you know, period poverty, um, just all the the issues in the period space. And I wanted to do something about that. And that's kind of where that started. Um, but I can't say that I was always interested in it. Um, it's, it definitely, I definitely fell into it. <laughs> right. Well, that's, a, that's an amazing thing because it's clearly having a, a positive effect on the communities and the people that you work with, of course, um, just from your uh, scrolling through your Instagram. So when I started the podcast, I was like, right, I need to follow some good people, surround myself with like-minded and similar people. Um, Your uh, platform was one of the first ones that I came across. Um, So the thought behind Hate the Dot is more, is creating a self-care space around your period. Is that correct? Yeah, it's around your period, but it's also around your entire cycle. So I think that's one of the points that I want to drive home um, because yes, we, we learn about our periods and, you know, we have periods and periods are this, this major part of, of our, of our lives and our bodies as, as young women and menstruators, but there's also a whole other side um, that we don't generally talk about in health class or, you know, in school or wherever we learn about our bodies. Um, that needs to be addressed. And it also dictates a lot of our lives. So, it's really important to me to not only talk about periods and normalize that conversation, but to just normalize the conversation of the menstrual cycle in general. Um, and for, for women and menstruators to understand what's going on with their bodies. Cause I think once we are empowered with that information, we can be better advocates for ourselves and also educate others about, you know, what's going on with their bodies and things that they might see or feel that we can help them understand. So. I completely agree with you. I'm, completely on board with that because I have a condition called endometriosis and ovulation is generally it's either can be as painful or on par with the same pain that I get during the week of my period I'm very lucky that nine times out of ten my period does just last for about six to seven days yeah in those six to seven days it's vile but it does only (laughs) normally last for a week I am quite lucky in that fact but to say to somebody that you're in loads of pain, but you're not on your period, for, for someone that doesn't get it or hasn't experienced it, it can be quite hard to just to explain that. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, ovulation exactly. is painful. And like, that doesn't, that's not something you ever, I mean, we don't get taught it 
here in school in the UK and I don't imagine it was something you got taught either it's not something that's discussed and that's part of your cycle yeah exactly exactly and so that's that's part of the mission so the way that you've explained that of course I understand what you're talking about and of course you know what you're talking about but someone else might not understand that. And that's the point that I want to drive home. And I want to make it easy for people to understand. I don't want it to be this big, um, like untouchable, like thing. I want it to be just, you know, some, a space online where people can go and learn about their bodies. Um, I've spoken to experts from all around the world, um, OBGYNs, health and wellness experts, um, just talking about your body and your physical well-being, but also your mental health um, because those are all connected. So um, yeah, so on on the online community that's launching next year, it'll have conversations with those health and wellness experts as well as like guided meditation sessions, Um, journaling sessions, things to really like prioritize you and your self-care and to help you understand your body a little bit better. That's totally it. And knowing knowing your body is not an easy road by any means, (laughs) but it is very, very important. Like, yeah, I have an app that tracks my period, but that doesn't tell me, oh, tomorrow you're going to feel rubbish. But I can feel a a flare up or a bad day brewing probably for a couple days and I know it's going to happen. But that's come with really learning about my body, which is really not an easy thing. It's It's a difficult task and it's something you have to work at. Yeah, it definitely takes time and trial and error. Um, I am currently tracking my cycle. I, what I do is I just write it down on a piece of paper. Like I, I wrote a calendar and I wrote like the first day of the period and then I like tracked it out. And so I write down like how I'm feeling every day. I write down like little things like my energy levels. I write down like just little things like my skin is glowing. And then I looked and it's because I'm ovulating like different, different things. Um, that you notice that you kind of just take for granted just living life and you're like oh why do I feel this way or why am I extra moody today and you realize oh you're about to have your period like just different different things that come up that we kind of like brush aside um, are really key indicators about our cycle so I think once you tap into that and you kind of really start thinking about it and noticing things that happen um it'll be it'll be a lot easier for you to understand your cycle 100% I completely agree with you completely agree with you (laughs) let's go on to the world of periods so tell me about your first period oh gosh (laughs) (laughs) how long do we have (laughs) right no but my my first um my first experience was actually, it was kind of traumatic, but it also wasn't. Um, so it, my first period happened um, the day before, no, the my first day of school, of junior high school. Um, it was a new school. I knew no one. Um, had to wear a uniform and had khaki pants. Oh um, <laughs> but you know what's funny? Um, the night before my mom was my mom had this talk with me because she knew I was starting a new school and I was like a young adult she's like you know she had the birds and the bees talk with me right told me about periods and all that stuff so I was like okay mom whatever um, and then the next day I got I got my period so we were in class and it was a new school like I said knew no one new teacher new new classmates and it was time for lunch and the teacher said okay guys we're gonna get up and go to lunch and there was there was a time in the class where my stomach was hurting and I wasn't really sure I guess I thought I was just hungry um, because it's lunchtime Um, and so the teacher's like okay it's time to get up to go to lunch and I had a male teacher and the class was lining up and I just sat there and I looked down and there was like blood all over my seat and I'm like oh okay (laughs) this is what mom was talking about she preempted it it was like she knew so I knew what was going on thankfully I didn't freak out or anything um so I was like okay I don't know what to do right now because everyone's standing up and I'm still sitting in my seat and the teacher's like okay time to get up let's go and I just kind of like looked at him and he kind of like looked at me and we exchanged this look and he was like I'll get a female teacher and then he left 
So he knew, I'm th- I'm so thankful that he had that like intuition to know that something was up and to go get a female teacher. So I'm grateful for that. So I was, like I said, it's, it was kind of traumatic, but it, it could have went way worse, <laughs> you know? And I'm just super thankful that, you know, he did that. And so the female teacher came and then we, you know, I had to like get a change of clothes and go home and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that was my first period experience. That's um, so interesting that your mom had that conversation. It's like, it was the, like the universe just knew. Knew, she knew. It's that mom's intuition. I know it's amazing that's incredible I had a so you would have been sorry I don't know how old you are in junior high I was 12 I was 12 okay so that for me that's year seven which is the same year that I started at the end of year seven start of year eight so Mm -hmm. that's a similar time for for me and I was the same I was in class and I was in maths and I flooded and sort of just sat in the chair and was like okay yeah this is this is uncomfortable and I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. have to try and deal with this now but yeah. luckily, luckily for me I had like black trousers on so mm-hmm. at least like at least I could wipe the chair with my jumper yeah. and kind of just swoop out of class <laughs> <laughs> with like like green pants on everyone can see yeah yeah no but they were like they were they weren't green they were like a, a light brown khaki like they oh. were it was visible. It wasn't a green khaki. It was like that camel <laughs> color khaki. <laughs> it and was visible. The track marks, you know. Exactly yeah, it was very visible. You know, the angle you've been sitting at, everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so, visible. So were you likely one of the first people to start? Do you imagine you were one of the, the first people in sort of your, your class year to, to start? I think so. I think in my class, like once I got like friends and we started talking about periods. Yeah. I was one of the first of our group to get our, to get, you know, my period. Um, and yeah, we all, <laughs> I remember just us just being talking, us talking about it. It was like a group of like maybe five or six of us girls in like junior high. Um, and then we would like celebrate and come to class like, Oh my gosh, I got my period. Like it was, <laughs> it was like a thing. <laughs> party poppers like we would like celebrate each other and we would like compare notes and stuff and yeah I just remember those days in in junior high yeah that's a really good that's really wonderful actually that you had a a group of friends that did celebrate it it took as far as you can celebrate right exactly like it's still not fun but for as much as you can celebrate that thing that you you had a, a circle of people that were that got it, that just yeah. understood that weren't going to be uh, dismissive. Right. No, definitely not dismissive. Um, yeah. In school, we just, we, we had like our group of friends and this was my group of friends for like everything. So we would just celebrate each other. Some of us got it earlier. Some of us got it a year later or two years later, but we still like, you know, celebrated each other. Yeah. That's really wonderful. Do you think those experiences have affected you as a menstruator throughout your life have they ever had like a knock-on effect um I guess I could say that they did um I never really felt like I never felt like anyone shamed me for my period so I've always been comfortable talking about my periods um I did I've I've there has been times where I felt ashamed you know maybe I might have like had a leak and you know I feel like I need to cover myself up or I'm just very self-conscious but overall I can't say that there was a person or or someone or a figure that made me feel shameful about my period um so I guess that's why I've felt comfortable talking about my period and like I said I had that group of friends where we talked about periods regularly so I guess that is I never really thought about that but I guess that is why you know from its inception of, you know, of having periods, I've always been kind of talking about them. Um, so I guess that's kind of why I'm so comfortable talking about it now um, with others. Um, so, and I realized that not everyone has had that experience and my experience was kind of positive. So I guess, yeah, that's that's kind of, it's kind of shaped me into, into who I am now. What effect do you think being a menstruating person has uh, on now this community and this world that you're creating that's having a positive effect on other people do you think that's having a ricochet effect on yourself do you think you're feeding off of that oh absolutely I mean I am a student of life like I 
I'm always learning. Like, even though, you know, people consider me this activists and this figure in the in the menstrual space in this community I still have so much to learn <laughs> I do not know everything um, people still ask me questions and I'm like I do not know the answer to that yeah. <laughs> you know because our bodies are just so unique and individualized um, so something that you may go through I have no idea about and that's the beauty of it because I'm still learning and so in this community you know I'm hearing I get an opportunity to hear everyone's experience. And, you know, like my my period experience was positive. There are many people who have had negative experiences with their period. And it's a, it's a safe space for us to discuss not only periods, but also body image, mental health, all of these things, um, self-care, all of these things that we have um, such unique and different experiences with. And, and just like I can lend this information to someone else in my experience, someone can lend theirs to me. And so that it, it, it definitely is a give and take. And it's, it's, it's just a, it's a community where we can support each other and really um, uplift each other and learn together. So, yeah. Exactly. And it's, I definitely think as people who menstruate, it's not like a, a club's probably the wrong, the wrong phrase but it is like it's like a it's like going to so we have brownies in the UK I don't know what you have in America but we so brownies as when you're a kid is like a a club you go to you get a sash and you win awards and oh yeah like girl scouts or, yeah yeah like girl yeah. scouts so yeah. we I always saw I quite often see conversations that I have with other menstruators and you'll be like I flooded and this happened and I feel like it's a little badge of honor in a way to be like yeah I've been through this and you've been through this as well and this is something that we can we can connect on yeah absolutely I mean it's it's a definitely a unifying experience even if it's a traumatic one it's unifying (laughs) you know now we can sit back and laugh at you know our first period stories um but we can connect with girls and menstruators who are going through that right now and we can tell them hey you know, it gets better, or, you know, I've been through that, or whatever the case may be, um, and just lend our own experiences to them. So it, it is definitely a unifying experience, no matter what age, you know, an older woman can lend their experiences to us. So um, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely unifying. And it's, it's, I guess it is a special club. <laughs> um, yeah, I, feel it, like it is. I feel like I'm a member of this club where I'm like, yeah, yes. I know. And I like that, like that teacher looked at you and knew then and there that something was not right. I feel like I can look at someone across a room and just go, do you need some chocolate? Like, just just lend a hand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it's definitely a unifying experience and and I love to be a part of it. So (laughs) is that something that you found through working and creating Hate the Dot that, that you find, obviously there's there's always not very nice people in the world but do you find that there's an overarching energy that once people get on the train of like things need to change we need to make a difference that we need to break down stigmas that it's like a domino like everyone goes with it like a big wave oh absolutely I think my experiences have been more positive than negative um in the period space and um just in general and it, it, it's not just it's not just a an American thing. It's not just a UK thing. It's a global it's a global thing. I mean, yeah. like literally half the world menstruates, um, and so in you know in every country there's a different circumstance um, in regards to that. And sometimes it's it's more patriarchal than normal or or what our normal is. It's it's more shameful in other countries. And so there are different people like I said, have different experiences, but we're all trying to work towards erasing this taboo, normalizing this conversation. And that takes, it takes different um, extremes depending on your, your environment, but, you know, we're all working towards that end goal. I can't say what the end goal is, but it's normalizing the conversation. It's, um, it's you know erasing period poverty. It's it's getting people access to safe hygiene products. It's it's all of those things, and we do it in different ways, but we all have the same end goal. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree with you, and that's why I've found just through doing all of this stuff that there's so many people 
that are mm. in the same mindset as me and you that want to be like, well, something needs to change. Like there's mm. a there's a few new rules and regulations that have been brought in the UK. So uh, menstruation and endometriosis, PCOS, things like that are now being put on the curriculum, um, which it wasn't before. Um, oh. but that doesn't come until next year, but it's still, it, it's, it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a step in the right direction. Um, mm. But I do think it comes down to conversation and that is something that you do a great deal of on your platforms is is it's putting I always say it nothing changes until there's a change in conversation until you change the way you speak about something nothing changes because then you still have the whispering the word period or hiding your pad in your sleeve like you always have those things until you normalize talking to somebody about periods and you say periods out loud I am on my periods not oh it's oh it's my time of the month like trying to trying to decorate the phrase until Mm. you say no this is what it is this is how it affects me and you as a fellow human should feel some kind of empathy towards that absolutely on your platforms have you found through the work that you've done that this is this is the case this is what most people want absolutely yeah I think you know a lot of people want it Um, And a lot of people are fighting towards it. And a lot of people didn't even know that they wanted it. Like they just, if that makes sense, like they, they see the work that I'm doing and other other organizations are doing. And they're like, yeah, this makes total sense. Or, you know, why do we um, hide our pads and tampons when we have to go to the bathroom? Or why do we whisper, oh, I'm on my period? Like, why do we and, and, and it's not until we start having these conversations that people even realize that that's not normal, you know? <laughs> and this, so, this couldn't be more natural if it tried. This is not something we choose. Exactly. And so I think, you know, just opening people's eyes, even if you're not in the period space or you're not even a menstruator, just opening people's eyes to how for lack of a better word, stupid this is. Yeah. <laughs> um really helps to normalize the conversation like I talk to a lot of my guy friends about my period and they have questions it's not like they don't they don't want to talk about it it's just that there's a society that it's such a taboo in society and so now that I'm creating this space where it's a safe space every and anyone can come and talk about periods the body the cycle when for so long it was like kind of just like a taboo thing so just creating that space where people can ask honest and open questions without judgment um, is, is, is what I would love to, what I love to do. <laughs> yeah, and it's the only way these things are going to change. Have you found a lot more uh, men talking to you about periods? They have questions. Yes, they do. And sometimes they're apprehensive of asking their questions because they don't want to sound stupid or uneducated um, about it. Um, And so, yeah. They've been educated. So why would they know? That's the thing. They don't want to be judged um, for their questions or whatever. But, you know, like I I say, ask away, you know, no, I, I, I give them that space. I give them that opportunity. I have a lot of guy friends, even my dad, like, just coming up to me asking me questions so like how long or like how does it feel it's just like different things you know if you think about how many like everybody in the world everybody in the world that you can't be born without a period happening like it doesn't it doesn't physically doesn't work apart from that so it is an education that and I'm sure you agree with me not to put words in your mouth but that everybody should have this education, not just people who menstruate. It should be everyone. Exactly. It should be. I mean, it's just, it's, it's life. It's part of life. It's part of the natural, it's a natural bodily occurrence. Um, The fact that society has made it into this taboo topic that's off limits for us to talk about is absolutely ludicrous. Um, And so I think, you know, just normal, like, like you said, normalizing the conversation is just the, the key um, for everyone to have the conversation, for everyone to be a part of it. Um, because even if you aren't a menstruator, you know a menstruator, you have menstruators in your life, um, you should be advocating for them and you should be educated about what's going on in their bodies um, as well. So, And is that something that do you think will come part and parcel of this 
this wonderful educational space that you're creating that it it becomes part of it's not just this is this is you bleed then you ovulate then you're fine then you bleed then you ovulate it's all those bits in between that make all the difference and I'm sure that's something you're including in your education yeah absolutely and it's it's the like I said it's the full cycle it's bleeding it's 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 pre-ovulation it's ovulation then it's pre-menstruation but it's also yeah that's your cycle but you also you have a you have a physical body. You have to take care of your physical health. You have a me- you have mental health. Yeah. Um, you have spiritual health. You have emotional health. All of those things are connected, and so it's not only just talking about your 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 menstrual cycle, but it's just your overall health and well being. But yeah, your your it's all of those healths are connected. So whether you're a menstruator or not, as a human being, you have you have physical health, you have mental health, you have emotional health, and those all of those are connected. And so I would love the community to be aligned on all of those fronts as well. 100%. So I want to go on to the, the lovely little talks that you do on your Instagram page, because I think they're great. Um, how did those, how did those come about? Um, yeah, so they kind of just happen kind of just out of, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I love to talk to people. I I love to have conversations. Um, And when we got um, here in the United States, I was working, I I work as an executive assistant. And when coronavirus hit, you know, we were sent home and, you know, we had to work from home. Um, And so I had a lot more free time. (laughs) And so I said, well, I want to have like these, everyone was doing Instagram lives and stuff like that. And I was like, well, I want to have these curated conversations on my IG page, on Hate the Dots IG page. So that's kind of where it started. And I, I kind of said, well, you know, I want to talk to someone about all these questions I've been getting from Hate the Dot users or Hate the Dot, you know, community. And so I did one and then it was an absolute success. And so I just started doing more and more and more and, you know, just talking about different topics, about our periods, about our mental health, about self-care. Um and that's kind of where the idea of the community sprouted because I saw how beneficial these conversations were and I wanted to have a space where they can just live. And so that's kind of why I'm starting the community to have like those conversations kind of conversations like that kind of live in one space and people can get access to, to all that stuff. So that's yeah. really amazing. I think that's, especially now the world is going slightly more virtual, like for yeah. example, I would never have been able to come and have a conversation with you because we don't live in the same country. So I think now the world is slightly becoming a little bit more virtual. It's easier to get that conversation, any conversation really, but it's easier to get these balls rolling to go, okay, well, let's talk about these things. And it's on, it's on your hand. You can't miss it. Exactly. I've done a lot more research and a lot more, and I wouldn't have started this podcast had I not been sat at home doing nothing for six months. It's, it's I think unfortunately it's been an unusual year for everybody and you have to find you have to find the rough with the smooth like you've got to find the good points because otherwise we'll all just go stir crazy yeah absolutely I mean yeah I was going stir crazy for a little while (laughs) um but you know like a lot of people have started you know new projects new businesses and it's been it's been this year has been it's been rough in some ways, but in, in, in other ways, it's been, you know, gratifying in certain ways, you know, people are yeah. finding out more about themselves, learning about themselves, learning about what they like, um, finding new things to do. So you got to, like you said, you got to take the good with the bad. So a hundred percent, this has not been any, and this has not been a year that anyone could have predicted. I don't Not, think. At all. not um, in a million years. <laughs> it's just been ridiculous. You've got to find those moments. Like I was meant to go through a whole bunch of endo surgery this year and I've not because I'm a home and the hospitals don't have the time for me they're yeah. stretching up as it is so I think and you've got to find your own which is why what you're doing is is so useful that is that whole thing of understanding your body because I have made the effort to understand me I know when I'm gonna feel my worst and when I'm gonna be okay and I understand those patterns yeah they're generally quite irregular and sporadic but when they're there I I know that I'm going to feel rubbish tomorrow because yeah. it was ruined the whole day before right right exactly and it's it's all about like tapping into you know 
your body and what phase you're in and, and acting accordingly. So if you know that your period's coming, you know, that's a time to implement more rest, um, rest more, self-care is taking a nap during your period or, you know, canceling plans if you can, or taking the day off to just really rest and listen to your body. When you're, you know, out of your period and you're pre-ovulation, that's a time we have more energy and you're more outgoing. That's a time to start implementing more social activities. And when you're ovulating, you at you were at your peak. So it's like, do, you know, do a presentation at work, do a presentation at school, um, ask for a raise, do things that kind of are scary to you. Or um, when you're moving into your your pre-menstruation phase, it's a time to, you know, kind of like think introspectively. It's a time to kind of like start slowing down because your body's starting to slow down because you're getting ready to menstruate. Um, it's a time to plan. It's a time to just think more, more um, about yourself and your journey yeah. and, and things like that. And so that's what we really talk about. We talk about self-care in all, all the phases. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. <laughs> but it's, it's so, it's such a positive way of doing it because yeah. like you say, um, if you didn't understand these, these pockets of, of your cycle or your life, really, if you didn't yeah. understand these points, you wouldn't, you would, I've definitely felt it before you're like, well, why do I feel so, I felt great yesterday. Why do I feel so yeah. rubbish today? Yeah. And it's literally because your body's on this roundabout and it's yeah. just, there's different sections, this roundabout and you can't really get off. <laughs> there's yeah. there's exactly. not a way of turning off and going somewhere else. This is just what it is. And exactly. learning about it and riding that. Yeah. It's better for you. It's better for you in the long run. It's just, it's so much better for you because you can understand your body and you can also say, you can tell people if you want to, but you know, if I'm, if I'm like pre-menstruation, this is the time where I just want to be by myself a little bit. And, you know, people, you know, suggest, Hey, should we go out? You know, I can say honestly and truthfully that I, I don't feel like going out. I'm sorry. I think I might stay in. And you have a reason to because your body is literally getting ready to menstruate and your your energy levels are lower and it's a time for you to you're more emotional at this time. This is time where like PMS creeps in and and you know, you just you just kind of want to be by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and you have kind of like a shorter a shorter fuse. Um, and having people other than you understand that means that it doesn't have to be a conversation that goes on for 20 minutes go oh no why don't we do this right. it's right. a five minute conversation it goes no i'm due on this week and i am yeah. not in a good headspace yeah that's, that's, that's it that's and then people, the more people that understand that the easier it is you know so yeah <laughs> i completely agree with you and yeah. so if you could tell your younger self your menstruating khaki pants self if you could tell that person any advice, any any little tidbits that might help them? Do you think you would, or do you think you'd let yourself just learn about it in real time? I think I'd let myself learn about it. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have any regrets or anything like that when it comes to that. Um, like I said, I, I had a pretty positive experience when it comes to my period. I've always been comfortable talking about it. Um, because of I was just curious so I would ask a lot of questions and you know I would just be comfortable asking you know my friends or you know other adults in my life about it and so I wouldn't really tell my younger self anything different I would just kind of let it happen because you know I think everything that I went through has helped me on the journey that I'm on now so I wouldn't really change anything it happened that way for a reason so yeah that's probably that I've come out of it the other side I'm a much stronger person agreed. agreed so what was you mentioned earlier you don't have to say of course but you mentioned earlier that there was a specific experience that pushed you to create this this uh community is that the right phrase do you think yeah it's a community this community that you built <laughs> uh what was that what was that experience yeah so I started hate the dot five years ago and the initial idea of hate the dot was not a community it was a subscription box um and so i started the idea 
because I had got my period and I used to get really bad, painful, painful, period, painful periods every month. And I was home one month and I had gotten my period and I had no pads or tampons. I had run out and I didn't, I couldn't go to the store because I was in a lot of pain. And my dad was out of the house running errands. So I called him and I said, hey, can you run to the drugstore for me to get X, Y, Z? And he did, but he came back with all the wrong, <laughs> all the wrong products. <laughs> thank, you, yes, thank you, but that's, that's not what I wanted. Right, I was grateful, but I was like, also frustrated. <laughs> um, and so um, I thought to myself, you know, why can't you have everything you need and want for your period delivered to you every month? And so that kind of started, that sparked the idea. That was the initial idea of Hate the Dot. And it kind of transformed into many different things over the past five years. But now it's it's flourished and become a, it's becoming a community. Um, and so, but also the community is supposed to be launching in February of next year, but also in the spring around April, we're also launching our subscription box, which um, centers around the cycle. Um, so it gives you four items um, that are centered around each phase of your cycle um, each month to prioritize your self-care. So I'm so excited about that. Um, so yeah. That yeah. sounds amazing. Bless your dad, though. I'm sure he was really trying so hard and it just didn't work. He, yeah, he tries hard. I, I love my dad. He he will do anything and anything for me. So, um, you know, he, he he really had a good heart. He tried um, and he just didn't know. Now he knows. He's very, he's very educated, you know. Yeah. If I ask him to run to the drugstore, he'll ask me, you know, if I, buy, if I ask him to buy pads, he'll say with wings or without wings. He's very educated. <laughs> Know. <laughs> now he knows. He now know. he knows. Now he knows. But um, but yeah, you know, it, that was just that was the experience that I had. And you know, I just thought, you know, there are all of these things on the market right now where you can have everything delivered to you. You can have your dinner, you can have uh, an outfit, you can have makeup, beauty, all this stuff that caters to the full experience, but nothing really caters to the full menstrual period experience and so that's kind of where the idea came from um, and it has blossomed like I said into many different areas over the past five years and now we're moving into a community and a subscription box so you probably didn't hear but over, there's been a lot there's been a lot of information going on in America I'm sure you've not heard about anything that's happening in the UK and that is <laughs> completely fine um, congratulations by the way I'm sure oh, thank you I'm, thank over you the so <laughs> I'm over the moon I can't even imagine what you're happy about. I'm so happy. No idea. No, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So recently in the UK, we have a supermarket called Tesco's. And mm. uh, because of certain parts of the country are on a stricter lockdown than other parts of the country, um, in a certain part of uh, Wales, the only shop really that you can go to at the minute is a supermarket. Like it's just, that's the only place you can really go. And uh I'm just curious to ask your inf your opinion on this subject. So certain parts of non-essential parts of the shop were cordoned off because they weren't essential and you can really only go and buy exactly what you need. And pads, tampons were cordoned off because they were not deemed essential. That mm -hmm. facial expression is, yes, correct. <laughs> Absolutely correct. So there's been a bit of like, uproar of course in the UK being like this is of course it's essential and uh Tesco said that they they thought it was a luxury as someone who's creating something that is delivered to your door I'm just curious to hear your opinion on this I mean <laughs> I just have to roll my eyes because <laughs> I know this is a podcast and people can't see my face but that was an eye roll <laughs> yeah, that was a good eye roll as well um <laughs> wow it's just so frustrating because people who make these decisions are most likely not menstruators. Um, and they are just super ignorant about it. <laughs> it, it to put it plainly, they're just so ignorant. And this brings me back to, um, well, one, I'll say that pads and tampons are not a luxury. They are a necessity. Like yeah. they are as vital as toilet tissue. They they are a necessity. I've mm. never felt luxurious during my period. Ever. No. Ever. <laughs> that is not a word that I would use to describe my period. <laughs> the wonderful uh, dressing gown I'm wearing whilst watching Disney eating chocolate. Apart right, from that, ever. 
never luxurious. Um, and so like, it's just mind boggling to me that people still think that like, it's not, it's not a luxury. It's not like, this is something that we cannot control. You know, I think when I was in college and, you know, I was having conversations with my friends in, um, in college and one of my male friends, he asked me, he was like, well, you know, can't you guys stop this? And it's like, no. And I, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I just, my mind was blown that he thought that I can control my period. <laughs> and I was just like, wait, you know, I, I started, right. I started to get mad at him, but then I was like, you know what? I can't blame him because he hasn't been educated. And I just realized that there are so many people who are just not educated about it. And they're just so ignorant to it. We cannot stop and start our period. This is something that is a natural occurrence that happens to us um, every month or however often we get it. And it's not a luxury. It's it, these products are a necessity to us. Think about a baby in diapers. Like, think about it like that. Yeah. I hate to equate us to babies in diapers, but no, it's, it's in the same ballpark, hundred percent. Think about it like that. Think about using the bathroom and toilet tissue. Like, think about it like that. Like, it's a necessity. Yeah, um, it's something that we need, and and it's 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 just annoying because this this is not. This is not exclusive to one location. This is all over the world that people have this ignorance or this idea that, you know, tampons, period products are a luxury or I don't know. It's just, it's just so frustrating to me. It's, it's crazy. So I keep, the day it happened, I was recording a podcast with a, someone else the day it happened. And she just leaned forward and was like, I'd just like to ask you what you think about Tesco. And both of us just had to have a moment of just like, okay, we need to collect. <laughs> and like breathe for a couple seconds and like yeah. calm down because I'm furious about it but you're right it's the people that are making the decisions are not educated on the topic you should be taught about these things at such a young age that the older you get the more the more normal and almost mundane it seems so it's not even an issue in your head yeah I'm but but also yes it's not their fault but also it is your fault. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to say they have no fault in this. You know, they should, they should have been educated about this, but these are grown adults yeah. and you should know that we need pads and tampons and, and hygiene products. Like that is vital to us. I'm sure, I'm sure. I, I don't want to say I'm sure, but I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting there. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting, this is advocacy work, the activist in me. <laughs> coming out um you know I'm sure there were like male grooming products that were deemed necessary I don't I just I can take that gamble and say that they were available and then and you would be correct the razors were deemed necessary okay see um <laughs> see that's my problem that is my problem um I feel like in we're in 2020 um you should know you should know, like there's no, there's not really an excuse right about now. And even if you aren't someone who has a period, you know, someone with a period and you know, that it is necessary for them to have these yeah. products. And that's I, why these conversations, like you talking to your dad about it and things like that are so yeah. useful. Like I've had since starting this, I've had friends, dads send me articles that they'll think I'll find interesting or, yeah. and that's never a conversation that I would ever have had with them before, but they've seen that it's an interest of mine and yeah. they see something that relates to that and goes oh before that would never have crossed their mind in a million years absolutely because there's no reason there's no reason in in their experience for it to cross their mind but yeah they've seen an article gone lucy had found that really interesting and have shown yeah. you and it's yeah. they're the they're the really people don't realize how important those little bits are yeah yeah i've had that experience many times in my life as well and it's very it's, it's, it's nice to see. It's nice to, to see like men, um, older men or whoever just, you know, have that time where they, they might ask a question just out of the blue because <laughs> it's yeah. been on their mind or they'll send me something or they'll see something or they'll mention something. And it, it's so great because it's like, wow, okay, now you're thinking, you're thinking outside of yourself. Um, and so that's, that's really special. Yeah. Yeah, I love those. I was so chuffed when my my best friend's dad sent me an article and was like, I think you'll find this really interesting. I don't <laughs> read it, but it was the point that 
he'd sent it to me and I was like yeah this is really nice I immediately yeah. sent it into the group chat and was just like yes this is great <laughs> can you tell all of your dads to do this please yes yeah I loved yeah. it it was so good so I don't want to quite end the chat yet but I'm going to ask you this because I feel like it might spread on to talking about your um the subscription service that you're going to release so mm-hmm. normally the last question is pads tampons or cup mm-hmm. so yeah third? I so I'm in the transition to switching to a cup I want to be more sustainable but for now it's pads yeah. <laughs> and if I'm on the go tampons but mainly just pads um I I always use 100% organic cotton um I think that's just better for you yeah. um but yeah I'm trying to switch over to the cup so were pads something that it was just just the first one you thought of when you were younger or were you given pads I was given pads. My mom suggested pads because of my age. She's like, she doesn't want me using tampons at such a young age. Um, and then when I got into high school, I started using tampons. And, you know, for a while I only used tampons, but now I'm back on pads and I just, yeah. Now I'm switching to the cup. So how are you finding the cup? Because I it's still something that daunts me a little bit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm the right person to ask this question. Um, it's the transition period is rough. You have to figure out, you have to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I would say quarantine being at home is the best time to figure it out. So take advantage of this time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, if I'm going to create a mess, I'm already at home. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I tried it out. Well, last month I tried out the disposable cups because I didn't want to buy, I wanted to like, I didn't want to commit to an actual cup yet. So I started using the disposable ones. And yeah, it's, um, it's a transition. So (laughs) yeah, maybe in a few months we can revisit this conversation. I can tell you like, yeah, it's going great. But now it's, uh, it's, it's a transition. It's a transition. It's messy. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) I completely agree. It's something, so I work with a company um, in the UK called Time of the Month and they are um, a really amazing, I love them, really amazing company. Um, But they make organic and plastic free. They've just been certified plastic free, which makes me really Um, They are organic and plastic free company uh, that make pads, tampons, and they also make a cup. And Mm -hmm. they messaged me and were like, okay, we're going to send you your like, affiliate stuff uh what would you like and I was so close to saying please just send me a cup but then I thought oh no but what if I don't like it I don't (laughs) I don't know how I feel about it yeah it's um I think yeah I think you should maybe try like the route that I'm taking is like the disposable cups like the discs um, that's like the, the level below a cup so you get used to that cup feeling but you don't have to like commit to like washing it and boiling it and doing all that stuff that you have to do to clean it um as yet so yeah I mean that's what I'm doing now I'm also not um I might try period underwear that might be a thing for me to try out this year before the year end I absolutely love it so I bought thinks the brand thinks um Mm -hmm. quite a few years ago now and I just splashed out and was like I'm gonna buy three pairs had to get them shipped from America because they didn't sell them in the UK then. So yeah. I got I got all my birthday money and just bought three pairs of period pants and then got them delivered. And they're a godsend. Honestly, yeah. I wear... Yeah. So the first three um, days of my period are awfully heavy and then the last few are like... Kind yeah. of like inconvenient, but nothing bad. Yeah. And yeah. Um, the first few days I wear... At nighttime, I wear a pad and the pants... So I don't have to stress in the middle of the night, wake up and run to the bathroom. Like I yeah. feel comforted almost. Yeah, good. Yeah, I, I, might, recommend I, might, them. I might try them out. Cause I just, yeah, I just want a more sustainable option. Um, I think that's the direction that we're going in as a world anyway. So yeah, yeah I want to try it out. I've loved this conversation. Same. This it's been, been really fun. wonderful. So please tell everybody where they can find you, what you do, and how wonderful you are.
<laughs> sure. <laughs> they can find me. Um, they can find me, Miyoshi, on my personal page, Miyoshi Days, on, on Instagram. And they can also find my business, Hate the Dot, on Instagram at Hate the Dot. Um, I am, Hate the Dot is, a, is going to be an online community for menstruators and non-menstruators to get access to um, awesome experts talking about our bodies. Um, there's going to be educational materials there. There's going to be really cool ways that you can take care of yourself um, throughout your cycle. And there's just a bunch of really cool things on our, on our online platform. It launches next year. I'm super excited about it. Um, we're also launching a subscription box in the spring of next year that really helps you turn your menstrual cycle into a self-care ritual, which is also really exciting. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I'm really excited to just talk more about um, periods, our bodies, our cycles, um, and just really trying to um, listen to our bodies and, and, and live our best lives. That's really at the, at the baseline, what it's all about. So that's who I am. Um, thank you for having me, Lucy. Happy I, really pleasure. <laughs> I just want to ask, but this yeah. is purely out of curiosity. Where does the name come from? Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's such a funny story. So I used to, it's a long story, actually. I used to hate my period. So when I started the the company, it was really just like hate your period, hate the dot. The dot is your period. Um, but then it kind of blossomed into I started liking my period and appreciating it more, and it blossomed into hating all of the misinformation, all of the taboos, all of the harmful chemicals that go into these products that we use. It's kind of like hating all that other stuff and really like tapping into loving your period, but hating all that other stuff. So that's where the name came from. <laughs> that's so good. I would never yeah. have guessed that either. Yeah, it's, yeah it's kind of, it was kind of a sarcastic name. I was like, I hate the dot, whatever. <laughs> When I started. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for talking to me. It's been lovely. Um, yes, it's been great. I've appreciated this time. Yeah. And we have to have conversations and take care of each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. And thank you for this for this platform that you have that you've started um, to just put this information out there and educate people. Thank so, you. Yeah. I mean, it's the least I can do at this point. <laughs> if I'm just sitting in this flat, I might as well be useful. <laughs> It's the least I can do. <laughs> what a wonderful chat. I know I say that every time, but I was so excited to talk to Miyoshi. She's really intelligent and really insightful. And I think the conversation that we had was really honest and frank. And I'm really excited. I'm so excited. It's my first guest from overseas. So I'm chuffed about it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You know how grateful I am. I don't have to say it by now, but thank you for listening to this podcast spread it about tell everyone you know tell everyone you know who menstruates tell people that don't even menstruate because you know what we all need to have this conversation thank you so much for listening to this podcast i appreciate it so much have a great day and i'll see you next time bye